airborne hazards. Chance for an evening shower, mostly cloudy overnight, a low of 62 to 68. And for Wednesday, a sun cloud mix, still humid but cooler, a high of 80 to 84. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 1015 WHMP. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. Good afternoon and thank you for joining us on this, I hope, last of the stuffy, impossible, hot uh, afternoons that we've been suffering from for the last week. I think it's going to cool off. Hello, Dan. Hey, Buzz. How goes it? It goes really well. So all my friends who keep asking me, hey, who do you support for Attorney General? And I say... I think I'm going to find out this month because I'm the lucky guy who gets to meet them. And today is uh, the first of meeting the three candidates for the Democratic nomination for attorney general. I can predict that I'm going to be voting for the Democratic nominee for attorney general. And that is Shannon Liss Reardon. Thank you so much for being with us, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me today. Especially here in the studio. It's really great because we can actually have a human interaction here, a human communication. So what I want to do is start by you telling us a little bit about your background and especially what portion of that background prepares you to be the Massachusetts Attorney General. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I'm very excited about this race for Attorney General. I have spent my entire legal career, more than 20 years, fighting and winning for working people. I've used the law case by case, step by step to broaden protections for workers. I have taken on some of the largest corporations in America, and I've won companies like Uber and Starbucks and FedEx and um, my alma mater, Harvard University, which I have proudly sued at least four times. Um, I am essentially a private attorney general. That's what I've been doing for more than two decades. Um, I'm looking forward to using my experience and my energy and my passion for justice, putting it to work for all the people of Massachusetts. Why do you want to be Attorney General? Well, as I just explained, I've been on the front lines of so many battles for years. Um, been in the courtroom. I've won the appeals. I've won the jury trials. I have enforced our laws to make life better for regular people. That is why I went to law school. That is why I pursued this line of work. Um, I feel that I have experience and skills that would be helpful to the people of Massachusetts to make sure that corporations are held accountable to our laws, to make sure that bad actors aren't able to go after consumers and workers and continue to pollute our environment. I know that our legislature has put some very good laws on the books. We have some of the strongest laws in the country here in Massachusetts, but I know from my 20 years as a practicing lawyer that laws don't enforce themselves. We need to have a seasoned, experienced attorney at the helm in the attorney general's office to make sure that we use all the resources of that office to make sure that those laws are enforced and, um, and that corporations are held accountable. So Shannon, this weird thing. Do you see the, the institution of attorney general, a statewide office, it's a constitutional office, uh, Massachusetts has the oldest living constitution in the world. And the Attorney General's position is one that was contemplated in it by a different name from the outset. Are you, is the Attorney General's role to represent the institutions that comprise the government which is intended to help people or to represent the people of Massachusetts? 
I see the role of the attorney general to be the people's lawyer, and that is how I would intend to use the office. Now, I understand that the constitutional responsibilities of the attorney general include representing the state and representing its agencies, but I think that that job should be making sure that the state and its agencies are held accountable to the people mm. and are following the laws. As a private lawyer, I, I mean, I've taken on the state itself a number of times. Like right now, I'm suing the Massachusetts State Police for violating our newly implemented Paid Family and Medical Leave Act. Um, it would be my job as AG to, to keep the state and its agencies out of trouble to prevent these things from happening in the first place. But in, in cases where we couldn't resolve an issue and I thought that taxpayer dollars shouldn't be used to defend the wrong side of an issue, I can appoint a special attorney general and take the plaintiff's role and make sure that our agencies and the state are complying fully with our laws. Like that. The winner of the general election on November 8th is going to be succeeding a popular and I think pretty effective attorney general in Maura Healy who herself is running for governor in Massachusetts, or the Democratic nomination for governor of Massachusetts. Um, what will you focus on that Maura Healey didn't during her tenure as attorney general? I think Maura Healey's done a terrific job as attorney general, so I am excited about this possibility of following in her footsteps and expanding on the great work she's done. I think there are a lot of areas where there is more work to be done. For example, she's taken on very important litigation against the pharmaceutical industry for bringing us the opioid crisis. So there's been some results there. There are a lot more actors out there who have not been held accountable yet. So I look forward to continuing Purdue that Purdue wasn't the work. only one. They were not the only one. Um, her suit against Exxon is another excellent example of really important high stakes impact litigation, which is the type of work I've been doing my whole career. Um, what better way to fund our environmental goals and fight climate change, then make sure that corporations who have profited for decades about lying to us about climate change uh, pay for it. So I look forward to taking on and continuing that work as well as expanding it to other culpable actors as well. I agree with everything you said about Maura Healy, but there are mistakes that she has made that I as an attorney uh, criticize her for. Do you see any mistakes she has made and what will you do to avoid them? Well, so, I, I mean, again, I think there's a lot more that can be done with that office. I've been, I've spent my career going after corporations who haven't paid their workers properly, who have discriminated against individuals on the basis of race, sex, sexual orientation, disability. I think there is a lot that the AG's office can do directly through the Civil Rights Division to take on systemic discrimination, like I've been doing through my career. Um, in wage enforcement, I, having represented thousands of clients in wage disputes, I know that if you don't get paid properly by your employer, um, you need your money now. You can't afford to wait the, the weeks or the months or even years it can take for an investigation to take place. you got to pay rent tomorrow. you got to put food on the table tonight. So that's why I'm planning to set up a fund so that when people come to the AG's office and show that they weren't properly paid their wages, they can get paid now while the AG's office goes after those bad actor employers to collect the penalties. It's the way our unemployment system works. It's the way our workers' comp system works. I think it should apply to wage theft as well. That's a pretty interesting concept I haven't heard. You, I, I believe that you've been endorsed by the AFL-CIO. Um, I know that you have, as you've just been saying, you've been concerned about workers' rights for a very long time. As AG, 
What would you do to improve and expand enforcement of laws that protect workers' rights other than what you've already told us? Um, sure. I'm very honored to have the support of the AFL-CIO and more than 50 individual labor unions across Massachusetts who collectively represent more than half a million working people. Um, there are so many things we need to do. We need to uh, – there's a, there's a wage – bill that has been pending, that has been languishing for some time in the legislature. I'd be an active partner with the legislature to make sure we're sure that we're pushing through the laws that we need to protect workers' rights. I will fight for the rights of employees to collectively bargain, to form unions, to act in concerted activity with one another to advance their rights in the workplace. That's what I've been doing. Like, for instance, most recently, I've been uh, waging a battle against Whole Foods, which um, um, Term Amazon, terminated. Amazon, Amazon. Uh, yes, yes. Well, so they terminated workers who were uh, wearing Black Lives Matter masks in the wake of the George Floyd murder um, and sending them home without pay. Um, and then they were coming together to try to organize and protest this. So I've been proud to represent them. Um, we're representing them this summer in a proceeding before the National Labor Relations Board. That's the type of work I've done. Um, I would champion workers' ability to come together to, to fight for improved working conditions, better benefits. And I I'll also make sure that these laws get enforced. And we have a huge issue in Massachusetts and across the country with a number of corporations, big tech companies who are trying to avoid all wage and employment and discrimination laws altogether by misclassifying their workers as independent contractors. This is a growing mm. threat that I have been fighting for more than a decade, I've been the leading lawyer nationally taking on companies like Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Grubhub, and others for um, for exploiting working people. Um, and that that's another important fight that is going to continue. Maura Healy took it on in a battle against Uber and Lyft a couple years ago. Um, I'm looking forward to stepping into her shoes and, and continuing that critical fight. I actually don't know the answer to this question. Is it sometimes the obligation of the Attorney General to represent state agencies against unions because um, I know there are public employee unions. I know that, that we have a uh, sort of little NLRB for public employment here. Our friend Harris Freeman has been on the show. I'm talking about it. He was an administrative judge in that. Um, isn't it sometimes it's the attorney general who defends that or is it always like counsel, in-house in counsel for those entities? Yeah, well, so again, it would be my role as AG to make sure that state, the, the agencies are, are staying on the right side of the law and not getting in trouble. So I would use the force of the office to make sure that workers' rights are protected, that unions' rights are protected, the right to collectively bargain, to, to reach a fair contract, and the right to organize. And I also support public employees being able to strike. I think there's a, a remnant of our laws that should be... Uh, that, that needs to be changed. Indeed. How would you involve community groups, unions, workers, centers in the Attorney General's orbit? Well, in, in a multitude of ways. And I have worked with community groups. I've worked with worker centers um, who, uh, who have frequently brought issues to my attention, and then we have prosecuted cases together. So uh, by the same token, as Attorney General, I will be working in partnership with these organizations and find out what are the issues that are going on out there. And so that way, the AG's office can be proactive, not just reactive to the complaints that come in. Um, and uh, I look forward to partnering with, with community groups, with worker centers, finding out what 
industries in particular demand our attention and investigation as well as where we can bring charges and legal actions that can make a difference to help people's lives. Great. We are talking with Shannon Liz Reardon. How do people get in touch with your campaign before our, we're going to take a break about three minutes and come back and chat a bit more, but how do people get in touch with you? Uh, so we have a website, shannon4ag.com. That's not the number four. It's shannonforag.com. So I'd love your listeners to get in touch with us there. Um, we're really excited about all of the energy and support we're getting in these last few weeks, critical weeks before the primary. So I do I want to applaud you. It's touch. a very informative uh, website. Uh, you click on issues, uh, and you can scroll right down and see your position on various issues. It's very helpful and helped me prepare for today. We're going to continue our conversation with Shannon right after these messages. Do stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Sunday mornings on WHMP means polka, polka carousel. Every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, TZ brings his award-winning polka carousel to the airwaves of the valley, playing the polka classics and the latest polka hits. There are polka hits. Brought to you by Saluzniak Funeral Home, Northampton's funeral home for over 110 years and four generations of unparalleled, thoughtful memorial care. It's polka carousel every Sunday morning from 8 till noon, WHMP. Is there corn chowder today? There are things they only make certain times of year at Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant. And with the corn so tall, there might be corn chowder today. There might be blueberry pie. The kitchen garden farm in Sunderland might arrive at Paul and Elizabeth's today with eggplant or zucchini. What'll they make with those? Eating at Paul and Elizabeth's isn't exactly like eating out of your own garden, but it's close. Paul and Elizabeth's restaurant, inside Thorns in Northampton. I chose community mental health to serve populations that are often underserved. Megan is a therapist at ServiceNet. One core value at ServiceNet is to continue to learn, to really strive for the most effective treatment. If you're looking for a strong sense of community and collaboration, come to ServiceNet. If you're a licensed mental health clinician who wants to make your own hours while also being part of a progressive community mental health team, join us at ServiceNet. Go to the employment page at servicenet.org. Hello, this is Linda DeGillis, Vice President and Trust Officer at Greenfield Savings Bank Wealth Management and Trust Services. Many of our customers are surviving spouses who have found themselves suddenly in charge of their household's financial savings and investments, which had previously been handled exclusively by their late spouse. A number of our female customers have told us that one of the reasons they moved their accounts to GSB Wealth Management and Trust Services was because they felt patronized or talked down to by their spouse's financial advisor. At GSB Wealth Management and Trust Services, our team of professionals will always treat you with respect and compassion. If you are looking for portfolio management, estate settlement services, or trust services, please call us, Greenfield Savings Bank Wealth Management and Trust Services at 413 775 8335. That's 413-775-8335. Or stop into any GSB office or contact us online through the wealth management section at greenfieldsavings.com. Thank you. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5. And welcome back for those who have been with us. For those who are just joining us, thank you for doing so. We are talking with the 
um, candidate for the Democratic nomination of Attorney General in Massachusetts, Shannon Liss Reardon. Um, and I wanted to ask you, um, and I think I mentioned to you over the break, that I wonder what other state attorneys general might be doing that we in Massachusetts can benefit from, in particular with regard to workers' rights. Well, there is a lot that attorneys general can be doing with regards to workers' rights. And a lot of this, I've been in the midst of these battles as a private lawyer. The U.S. Supreme Court has been taking away our rights to go to court to bring systemic enforcement for uh, workers and for consumers. And that's because of the use of arbitration clauses, which keep these claims out of court. So which there we're is- all, we don't even know that we're signing on to them when we sign that little, yes, I agree. Exactly. Or you click a button on your phone and you don't realize you're giving up all of your rights. But the U.S. Supreme Court has been letting corporations get away with this. So there's a lot of responsibility now that there are some issues that really it, it takes a state attorney general to enforce the law and bring compliance actions in court. Um, I've been doing a lot of work over the last few years in California, because that's where the gig economy was born. And I know the, the AG there is doing a great job of taking on a lot of cases that are just very hard to enforce now through private lawsuits. And, and that would be an important part of what I've been doing. I've been, I've been working with the AG's office there, as well as here in Massachusetts and in New York on these issues. Speaking of the United States Supreme Court, um, the United States Supreme Court has been eroding rights in a way that, uh, in my memory, I just can't recall. So certainly the Dobbs case, reproductive health, women, uh, in the New York concealed weapons case, the case that basically gutted the EPA's enforcement capabilities to protect the environment. Could you talk about those cases and what you as an attorney gen- general can do to dampen what I, can, what I perceive as the pain that's caused by an uncaring court? Yes, it's been horrifying to me to watch the U.S. Supreme Court tear down so many of our rights at the federal level. I have been working for the last 20 years getting around bad court decisions, including getting around bad Supreme Court decisions. And we have some powerful laws here in Massachusetts. As attorney general, I will make full use of them and make sure that we are enforcing our rights here in Massachusetts to abortion service and accessibility, to make sure that our communities and our families are safe from gun violence, to enforcing environmental rules and protections that the Supreme Court has just gutted the ability of the federal government to do, and, and on so many issues. Um, I've taken on issues where the Supreme Court went one way, and I got the Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court to go another way, and then Congress would later follow our court in Massachusetts. Like early in my career, um, I did a lot of disability discrimination cases, and the U.S. Supreme Court issued a terrible decision, made it very hard to bring those cases. I went to the Massachusetts Supreme Court. They agreed with me got stronger laws here in Massachusetts, and then Congress followed the way, and it became nationwide. Yeah. Now, of course, in Massachusetts, we have a Supreme Judicial Court. Compared to the United States Supreme Court, it is far more respectful of people's rights. At the same time, they're all appointed by Governor Baker. We're in an extraordinary situation that we've never seen before. How do you feel about that? What impact does that have? As Attorney General, I'm sure you're not going to say anything horrible about them, but... 
What do you think? Uh, well, I miss the late Justice Ralph Gantz, who was a champion for the people of Massachusetts. Um, but but I respect the current SJC, which has issued some important decisions. I won a decision in front of them just a couple of months ago about how corporations can't um, can't use the scam of a franchise label in order to take away workers' rights. So I, I look forward to continuing to practice in front of the SJC as Attorney General. And if you have a, a Governor Healy, Governor Maura Healy, a former attorney general. Is there an advantage in having in, in the executive office, uh, in the corner office, somebody who herself was an, an attorney general? Um, I think it's a, I, I'm really looking forward to Massachusetts being led by Democrats. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this November for, the, for that reason. For, and I think the first elected woman, perhaps. Um, it's it's a very exciting time. It's a very exciting time for women in politics. I mean, I came of age in my early 20s, right out of college, as a real champion for women in politics. I got my start working with the legendary feminist leader Bella Abzug. That was, she was my first boss right out of college, and um, and I and I've been excited about seeing women in leadership roles, and um, and excited about what the future holds for Massachusetts. That's really great. Speaking of being a woman, you're a mother. You're a spouse. Uh, you have a lot of obligations, but you're talking about a big job, supervising a lot of people, making direction for a lot of policy. How are you going to find time to still be a good mom and at the same time shepherd all those employees? Uh, well, I mean, this is what I've done through my career. I had three kids while practicing law and rose to become... Um, um, what I've been considered the the most effective lawyer in America for workers' rights. Um, I'm really proud of the work that I've done. I'm really proud of my family. Um, I've always been able to burn the candle at multiple ends. I see this job of attorney general as being not just one job, but really 20 jobs. And, and luckily, I'm good at and I like multitasking. So I'm looking forward to all that's in store. Well, my final question for you is also seeking the Democratic nomination for AG, Attorney General, are Andrea Campbell and Quentin Palfrey. And like yourself, they both consider themselves progressive Democrats that would be good for Massachusetts. Why should people vote for Shannon Liz Reardon rather than either of those two? Uh, the main distinction between me and my opponents is experience and knowledge of using the law to make a difference in people's lives. I am the only candidate in this race who is a practicing lawyer. I'm the only candidate who has run a law firm. I have led teams of lawyers for 20 years in shaping our laws to better and more fairly serve the people. Um, I think this is a very important job that calls for a seasoned, experienced lawyer who knows how to use the courtroom effectively. I'm the only one who has won the jury trials. I have argued and won the appeals that have made a difference in people's lives. Um, and I, for, for that reason, this message is resonating and people across Massachusetts are jumping on board our campaign. I'm very excited to see all the support that we're picking up. And when people hear about my background and my experience and my vision and plans for the office, they're, they're getting on board. So I invite your listeners to join us as well. And if they wish to join you one more time, how do they find you? Uh, website is Shannon4AG.com. That's Shannon4AG.com. And I would be, I would be honored uh, and humble to have the support of those listening. Her name is Shannon Liss Reardon. She wishes to be the Attorney General of the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Really enjoyed it. Okay, we're going to take a break when we come back. Going to uh, be with Jackie Walsh, and we're going to be talking to the executive director of the Academy of Music, 
in its new season, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Good. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. The city of Northampton is urging visitors not to swim at the Connecticut River Greenway Park. The area is posted as a no-swimming site. The unforeseen natural deposit of soft sand formed a beach area next to the boat launch, and visitors have been attracted to the beach area but are urged not to swim at the park as there are no lifeguards present. Officials are concerned about the deep water and strong currents, as well as the dangers to swimmers posed by legal boating traffic through the channel. Renovation plans for the former St. John Cantius Church will move forward after the Northampton Historical Commission voted to allocate $500,000 in Community Preservation Act funding. Owner O'Connell Development said they had plans to preserve the church building and put townhomes in it, but in 2021 they said COVID made that plan uneconomical. The community rallied around the church and O'Connell came back asking for the $500,000 as part of a $4.6 million plan to build about 10 residences in the church. The application now goes to the Northampton Community Preservation Committee and eventually the City Council. The SPEED Act is now law in Massachusetts. The bill overhauls professional licensing procedures to help military families relocate to Massachusetts. It also allows military families to waive proof of residency when registering their children in a new school after receiving their relocation order. The SPEED Act will also extend in-state tuition at public colleges and universities, establish tax credits for employers of National Guard members, and provide resources to military members who are exposed to toxic burn pits and airborne hazards. Chance for an evening shower, mostly cloudy overnight, a low of 62 to 68. And for Wednesday, a sun cloud mix, still humid but cooler, a high of 80 to 84. I'm 22 News Storm Team Meteorologist Brian Lapis, 101.5 WHMP. When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. For the first time in the history of the country and of the history of the United States, the Supreme Court has taken away a constitutional right. I would also describe this day as a day when women in the United States and people who can become pregnant have become second-class citizens. 1015, 1400, and 1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you get the best local and organic produce, a butcher shop, wine and cheese shop, fresh seafood, and hundreds of bulk herbs, spices, and more. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you create hundreds of union jobs and generate over $7 million in purchases from local farms and businesses. River Valley Co-op is your food hub, bringing you the best from around the valley and world while supporting your neighbors and local farmers. Shop River Valley Co-op in Northampton and East Hampton today. River Valley. Co-op. 586-1000. Good phone number, right? It's the number Whalen Insurance got when we opened in 1961. It's still our number more than 60 years later. If you need an insurance quote or have a claim, just call 586-1000. We answer the phone, ready to help. That's our pledge to you. Until now. Now when you call, we'll answer. And if it's something clerical or routine, like an address change, we're going to transfer you to the Arbella Insurance Call Center in Quincy. You'll be connected with a real person there, too. You won't be entering your policy number on the dial pad. The Arbella Call Center. I told myself Whalen Insurance would never do this, but insurance agent friends all over New England tell me it actually works really well. So we're going to try it. And if it doesn't work well, 
I'm sure you'll let us know by calling 586-1000. Whalen Insurance. Local people, local service, local insurance. In partnership with Arbella Insurance. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And it's Tuesday afternoon. It must be time for Playbill with Jackie Walsh. Hello, Jackie. Hey, Buzz. You've been staying cool? Uh, yeah, mostly. I went to New York City last weekend and only walked on the shady side. So you have little strategies. That was my strategy. There's shade and in it New was York? fine. There, is, there are big <laughs> buildings, so yes. There are shady places in New York? <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as there used to be. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I wouldn't know. I'm disappointed. <laughs> what do you have for us today, Jackie? So we are winding down, I guess, the summer season, but there's still so much happening. So I am super happy. I'm going to see Dracula on Saturday at uh, Berkshire Theater Group's Colonial Theater, which is gothic. It's like perfect setting for it's Dracula. It's beautiful, yeah. yeah. Um, they also have, the Berkshire Theater Group also has a smaller theater in Stockbridge, the Unicorn Theater, and Songs for a New World is there through August 20th. There are songs that examine life, love, and the choices we make. So mm. that could be many different things, but that sounds interesting. Barrington Stage has a little night music. Stephen We're going Song to that. Times. We've got tickets. Oh, yay. Yeah. I'm going too. And that's through the 28th. The Supa Dupa Kid is another play they have at a smaller theater in Pittsfield about a black superhero. That ends this week, August 12th. Then, if you look at Shakespeare and Company, I don't know if this is typical, but they have four shows, three shows overlapping, and then another show. Much Ado About Nothing through August 14th, which I read. I haven't read that much Shakespeare, but it's hilarious. The yeah, flirting, it is. it's beautiful. Measure for Measure is August 19th through September 18th, which is about, I actually didn't know the plot, but they say it's Angelo, a tyrannical ruler, has a thing for a young nun, and it's about her reaction to that. Then they also have him through August 28th, about two men who meet at a funeral. It's a soulful new play filled with music right up my alley. Um, and they have A Walk in the Woods, which is about two superpower... It's another play with two men. Two superpower arms negotiators walk through the woods outside Geneva and develop an unexpected friendship. They, they started with um, The Iliad, which was a one-woman play. Uh, Chester Theater in Chester has To the Moon and Back, about a daughter and father with a history... As murky as the dark side of the moon, that's August 11th through the 21st. And that's all I have. I looked up Northampton Center for the Arts right before I came in, and they do not have any more theater this summer, but they have dances in the streets like every Friday, <laughs> something like that. You should look it up. That sounds super cool. But today we have Deborah J. Anthony, the executive director of the Academy of Music in lovely Northampton, who's going to tell us about the Academy's new season. So hello, Deborah. Hi, it's good to be back with you both. So glad, yes, Deborah. And, <laughs> and we actually are, are gearing up um, for our new season. We're winding down here with our um, youth workshops. We've had six weeks of youth workshops and a, and a few shows um, here and there over the, over the summer. But um, I bet they're super well attended. Yes, but we're gearing up uh, for a uh, really um, exciting fall. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to um, uh, introduce our 22-23 season series, which okay. kicks off with One Man Star Wars Trilogy. It's a Canadian actor and uber geek Charles Ross. He brings his solo madcap creation. Um, the One Man Star Wars trilogy to the stage. And um, how many nights does he perform? One night only. Okay. One night only. Mm-hmm. And uh, tickets are already on sale for that, and that's October 15th. Mm-hmm. Our second show of the series is Selected Shorts on October 22nd. They are bringing love and laughter. I am not able to announce the celebrities yet. Um, we have a couple, though, that we're, we're um, eager, eager to put, there, put up on our website, uh, but we're waiting for the third, and then we should be announcing in the next week or two. So are uh, we talking celebrities. local celebrities or, like, no, national celebrities? National touring wow. celebrities. And actually, one celebrity that everyone knows. Everyone oh, my knows. gosh. Um, Male or female? E- even the female. Even Ooh. the littles. So we're very excited about uh-huh. that. And just give people then, a brief description of what Selected Shorts are. So so Selected Shorts, we've had them here a few times before. They do run on NPR, on radio. They have a, a radio program that's typically on Saturday afternoons. Um, and they read short stories. Um, we selected the theme of love and laughter because we all can eat a chuckle this year mm-hmm. or two. And then we work with um, Selected Shorts. Um, that's at Symphony Space um, with the selection of, of celebrities that come up and, and read short stories. So, so I take it um, the lottery, Shirley Jackson, will not be one of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, and then, and then in, the, in the spring, um, we will have the Academy Youth Productions. They're, they're going to present Dear Edwina Jr. about a plucky... Um, advice giver extraordinary Edwina Spoonapple. Um, that is our youth <laughs> production. That that is we'll be taking auditions for that um, and applications in late October, early November, and and the um, young actors will uh, rehearse January, February with their their uh, staging on March 9th and 10th. Mm-hmm. On wow. Earth Day, yes. Well, when Julia Roberts and Jennifer Lawrence are here for the Selected Shorts, you could ask them to appear in that spring. Yes. Um, and then on Earth Day... <laughs> Do you mean here? We, they could come Earth in. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on Earth Day, we have um, Amos Nahum, who is a wildlife photographer. He is known, and, you, and I imagine you might have seen this uh, photograph of taking that picture of the polar bear mother with the two cubs on each side. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so almost Nahum will be here on Earth Day to talk about his adventures as a wildlife photographer. Wow. Um, that's April 22nd. Mm-hmm. And then our last program, uh, this season's series, is something that is new that we're introducing and hoping to um, continue. Um, and that is the Academy. Oops, I skipped one too. Sorry, I'm going to back up from sure. um, almost Nahum, and I almost forgot our Best of Valley Voice Story Slam. <laughs> oh. So that, that is April 8th, and that is always a sellout. That is always, you know, you know, highly competitive. We ha- we will have four 
Valley Voice Story Slams um, in advance that will start in December, and the final um, competition is on stage here at the Academy. Um, our partners with um, NEPM and Best of Valley Voice Story Slam on April 8th. Um, again, then almost Nahum on April 22nd, and then we end with a new program called the Academy Regional Youth Poetry Slam Competition. So we're going to be inviting high school students from the Pioneer Valley, that is Franklin, Hampshire, and Hampton County, to compete in a three-round competition for cash prizes wow. for Poetry Slam. I just so love this whole slam idea. I mean, it's made people who like poetry, who write poetry, and who write short stories, it's made them cool. These are like cool, fun events. But are, is it really just from the Pioneer Valley, or are you inviting Hilltown people? Uh, from the Valley, and well, from Franklin, Hampshire, and Hampton County. Oh, okay, because, yeah. And there are, there are towns, Hilltowns, in, within those counties. <laughs> yes, there are. We don't think of ourselves, we in the Hilltowns don't think of ourselves as Valley. But, uh, no, no, Hilltown. No, not, yeah. Hilltown. When, there not you go. when it's 20 degrees colder in Ashfield <laughs> than Greenfield. <laughs> Snow in May. <laughs> so I'm curious about the story slam because I've never been to one. So do people typically write the stories for the event or do they have it like no. in their bottom okay, drawer so, somewhere? So what we do is we give a theme uh -huh. and then they call in a phone number um, and give their first line of their story. Ah. And then they are selected um, based on that theme. Mm -hmm. We select 10, um, 10 storytellers and two alternates. Mm -hmm. And then we have them come to a workshop where we have um, a uh, storyteller facilitator work with them on honing their stories. And they go up on stage without any um, script, mm -hmm. props, um, uh, costumes, etc., to share their story. It's all first person. All and first they're person like story. typically three or five minutes long. Five minutes. Uh -huh. And the audience, the audience votes for the top three. Oh, oh. I love that. That's really three. great. And then the t yes, and then the top three uh, move on to the best of Valley Voice Story Slam. Wow. So we will have um, approximately twelve storytellers competing for the top prize. A lot wow. of pressure to come up with a, let me see, it was the best of times and worst of times. No, um, call me Ishmael. <laughs> no. It's a dark you know, and we, stormy it, night. <laughs> you know what, it just surprises me because it, there are so many amazing storytellers. I mean, some of our storytellers keep coming back, and some uh, others have even gone on to the moth. Um, but, but for the most part, we have uh, storytellers from the area that are, you know, they're coming from their kitchen table or their living room, sharing stories with their family and friends, leaving a, a one line on that phone and getting called in for the Valley Boy Story Slam. For the Valley Boy Story Slam, and they are appearing before an audience of about 75. Wow! And then if they are selected. Then they're coming to the academy stage, where they typically before, perform before 800. So um, All of which means there's a lot of pressure to come up with that first line. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> Does it really overlap with stand-up comedy? I mean, would you say any of them would sort of qualify as a stand-up show? 
Um, we have had stand-up comics. We've had actors that mm-hmm. tell, that tell uh, their stories. Um, but storytelling is its own genre um, because uh, it's not one-liners. Um, it's five minutes. So usually in stand-up comedy, their, their um, exposition isn't that long. So it also has to have an arc. It has to have a story, you know, a story arc, a beginning, a middle, and an end kind of thing. So, um, but okay. we have had uh, comics um, participate and become part of the top three, you know, and, and um, participate in the Best of How creative. Program. How exciting. Well, yeah. we are going to take a break. Uh, Jackie Walsh's Playbill this week is talking with the executive director of our precious Academy of Music here in Northampton, Deborah Jantony. We're going to be back with Deborah and hear more about the upcoming season in the Academy right after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Want to support the kind of talk you hear on the Afternoon Buzz? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, your message at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And you'll be supporting the local news, Valley Talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, your message at whmp.com. And add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. Hi, I'm Missy Tatro, Assistant Vice President and Senior Mortgage Originator at Greenfield Cooperative Bank and its Northampton Co-op Bank Division. And I'm Mortgage Originator Jessica Eau Claire. Did you know you can start your pre-qualification or mortgage application online? Head on over to our new website at bestlocalbank.com and apply today. Or, if you prefer, come see us in person at one of our Hampshire or Franklin County locations. Right now, we're also giving you the opportunity to save up to $1,000 on your closing costs. That's right. You get $750 plus another $250 when we pre-qualify you for a mortgage. It's the best local mortgage from the best local bank. So come on over to the co-op and see me, Missy Tatro. Or me, Jessica Eau Claire, and save up to $1,000 on your closing costs. Close by September 30th. Be a new first mortgage customer or refinance from another loan provider. Minimum $100,000 loan subject to change or end without notice. Other conditions apply. See bank for details. Greenfield Cooperative Bank is an equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Member DIF. You can count on your friends at the co-op. Hi, it's Jessica, owner of Fitness Together in Amherst and Northampton. As the weather gets warmer, I know many of you are thinking about your summer workout schedule. And if you're like me, it's all about finding work, life, and workout balance, which is why when you sign up at Fitness Together, you'll put a schedule together with your personal trainer that actually works for you, is stress-free, and will help you stay fit, healthy, and balanced. Visit us online today at fitnesstogether.com, Amherst, or Northampton, and sign up for your free consultation. Hi, I'm Kate Kelly, public health nurse with the City of Northampton. The Northampton Health Department is holding vaccination clinics in Northampton and other locations in the region. Outdoor walk-in availability has reopened at the Northampton High School. Dates, locations, and appointments for all clinic sites can be found at the City of Northampton website. Go to www.northamptonma.gov and click on vaccine clinics. The clinics continue to offer Pfizer, pediatric Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, and in special situations, Johnson. 
and Johnson. Clinics will also offer boosters to anyone ages five and up. The COVID vaccine is free for anyone from any community. Please bring your vaccine card and insurance card. If you do not have health insurance, you can still have a vaccine. Public health nurses are available at every clinic for your questions or concerns. Booster shots are one more layer of protection against COVID-19, and they prevent a huge number of people from needing to go to the hospital. We want to protect our most vulnerable or simply unlucky neighbors from getting the virus. We can't afford to let our guard down. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And there's so much about this region. It is so unique and precious, but nothing more than Northampton's Academy of Music, the municipally owned um, sort of heart of culture for this region. And Jackie has uh, been talking and continues to talk with Deborah Jansen, the executive director of the Academy of Music. Yeah, so Deborah, I have a question. Um, I got sucked into recently, within the last year, to buying tickets on a fake um, site and showed up at the theater, and uh, I won't say which theater, and I, there were no tickets there. I had paid some random criminal. And uh, so how do you, so A, where do people get tickets or look at what's um, coming up? And B, how do you help people steer clear of those right. evil sites? Um, well, you know, to make sure that um, they go onto our website. And I know that, that some uh, websites can mimic our website very well. So probably the best is to call the box office at 413-584-9032, extension 105. We are, our box office is open Tuesday through Friday from uh, 3 to 6. Um, otherwise, if you're familiar with our um, website and what it looks at like, it is at aomtheater.com, theater with an R-E. Mm -hmm. AOM is for Academy of Music. Of music. Right. Theater right. with R-E. So you've told us a little bit about your season, and I know uh, the Academy has its season, and other people come and rent the hall. So tell us about some of the other things happening that you haven't yeah. mentioned yet. So in September, again, because we, you know, need some laughter, um, comics coming in. Uh, we have Lewis Black, Off the Rails, on the 15th. We have followed by Stephen Wright, live in concert wow. on the 16th. Mm -hmm. And then on September 24th, New England's King of Comedy, Bob Marley. Um, those are three comedy shows that we have just in September. Huge. And then to round, yep. And then to round off that, we have some concerts with uh, Melody Gardot um, in 9/11, and we hope they might be giants does go off. I know it's been uh, it's rescheduled maybe three or four times, um, but <laughs> hopefully they will be here on the 18th. And then we have Almost Queen, a tribute to Queen on the last day of, of September. That sounds fantastic. It does yeah. indeed. Now, beginning in October, we kick off with uh, the Jazz Festival and the Ron Carter Quartet. Uh, you touched me there, Deborah. My fave, Ron Carter. If people don't know him, he's a bassist extraordinaire. If you name a great jazz musician... Ron Carter has played with that musician and in times carried that musician. He also is one of those few talented people who is also an extraordinary human being. He is a gentleman 
And um, I can't wait. We've got our tickets. Can't wait to see that one. Nice. And then that's followed by Billy Bragg with Alice Phoebe Lou on the 9th, uh, Jonathan Richmond on the 21st. We have another comic on the 16th. That's Fortune Feenster. Hey, y'all. And um, <laughs> a big hit show um, that's coming up on the 23rd is Home Free, Road Sweet, Road Tour. And then um, to finish up um, October, we have the Young at Heart Chorus, mm. uh, their 40th anniversary concert. So this should be um, uh, quite a popular um, event that night. And if there's anyone who hasn't seen them um, they or don't know about them, they are um, a chorus of people who are over 75, 75 and older, and they sing... You know, Led Zeppelin, Elvis Costello, rap. They sing all sorts of uh, music that wasn't necessarily a genre that they were involved in as young people. If you haven't heard their version of Satisfaction, you haven't (laughs) lived yet. (laughs) It's really amazing. And they've traveled all over the world. And they've had a hard time during COVID. They were Zooming and um, had some performances, but um, they're getting, they're hitting their stride again. They're, yep, they're they're back in it, and I I expect this one to to fill the house. Um, they are beloved and always a treat for us to have them on our stage. Mm-hmm. Deborah, how is the house? How is the academy faring physically? Um, well, um, as far as the audience numbers, um, they had gone down on January through February of of. 22 because of the Omicron uh, variant, but then they started to pick up in March and and really ended you know with with good audiences. We're not really um, quite there yet. I would say three quarters uh, full for many of our shows, but it it has been picking up um, over the summer. Uh, we've had good numbers, um, and mm-hmm. I'm hoping this fall that it continues. I'm and it's such a large place. I mean, I am very COVID cautious, but you can spread out. There's a huge balcony, and people wear masks, I believe. Is that still a requirement that the audience wear masks? They're optional. Okay. So we, yeah, yeah they're optional. We follow the Northampton Board of Health uh, mandates as well right. as the state mandates, and at this point, it is optional. And how about the structure itself and the, the seating and the plumbing and all the things that go along with maintaining an old building? Oh, it's beautiful here. Um, uh, this during, during COVID, we had renovations. We renovated our uh, restrooms downstairs. They're state-of-the-art, just beautiful. Um, we actually um, finished the inner lobby um, with um, decorating the dome with stenciling, repainted uh, the salon area. Um, we had almost completed the fire suppression system. We're hoping to complete that this January and February. And always, always um, caring for this building and keeping up with the, the, the maintenance. Um, it's, an, it's an ongoing project. Mm-hmm. So right I'm... now, actually, um, I have to say that uh, I'm working on a permanent history exhibit. So uh, uh, Shoshana Weinberg and myself have been going through documents and photographs, and, and we're getting ready to bring them to have them framed and mat- and mounted, and we're hoping to have that up by October um, in the Slon area. That's, that's just precious because it's such an incredible history and a unique building. It is. So I'm curious. <clears throat> we went through a little period where 
People were coming out of their houses. They were going to theater. And seriously, people were sobbing. Um, I went to a show, I don't know, I guess it was 2020, late in 2020, and there was music at the beginning. And people were like wiping tears away because they hadn't been able to hear live music. So I'm wondering, are we past that? Or are you finding the audiences are still like, yay, we're here? I would say the audiences are saying, yay, we're here. Mm -hmm. um, however, there are still some that, you know, are just starting to come out. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, I think when we first reopened last September, there were just some, some audience members that were just, you know, biting at the bit, ready to get out and, and, and gather again and felt comfortable with that. And there's others that are just, has been a bit more cautious. And, um, but as, as time goes on, I think people are, are becoming more confident, um, with, right. um, coming out. Right. And we have to fight, we have to fight new habits of hanging around the house. So I want to support our, our movie theater in Greenfield and I just keep forgetting to go. I'm ready to go. So we have been talking with Deborah Janthony, the executive director of the Academy of Music in Northampton. And um, this has been great. Thank you so much, Deborah. Thank you for having me. Good luck with this upcoming season. It just sounds great, creative, and uh, terrific. I'm going to try to make it to one of Lewis Black, Stephen Wright. Uh, we have some great offerings at the Academy of Music, and let's support it. Well, Thank you. Both at the theater. Thank you. There we go. Thank you so much for bye joining bye. us. Thank bye bye. Thank you for Deborah. all you do. Happy talk. Keep talking happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. This is the Afternoon you Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg. 101.5 WHMP. What's happening with the war in Ukraine? And how dangerous is the situation involving China and Taiwan? Join us when we speak with Michael Clare. Professor Emeritus of Peace and World Security Studies and Defense Correspondent for the Nation. Michael Clare will be our guest Wednesday at 9 o'clock. Get in on the conversation. Bill Newman. Weekdays at 9 and again at 5. WHMP. News, Information, and the Arts. There's nothing like being in the same room at the same time, sharing your experiences with other women. At Cancer Connections Breast Cancer Support Group, we can laugh or cry. With our burdens lifted, even for a little while, we can go back to our lives better able to handle dealing with cancer and all it entails. Go to cancer-connection.org to learn more or to donate today. Cancer Connection relies on local donations The only live and local talk in the Valley charge. and for the Valley. WHMP Northampton, WHMQ Greenfield, a Northampton radio group station. It's 5 o'clock.